listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall is with us this morning. morning. Deck the halls with Christmas <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> you can take the show. Uh, take, take the show. Tech. Somebody should take the show. Let's face it, it's a disaster. <laughs> Text the show on 8, 12, 15. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Or, you know what, you can email the show, you old traditionalists, via the Absolute Radio website. Guess what, Frank? This is Broken Britain, mm-hmm. our producer. We can't afford headphones for her. I know, it's, it is a bit embarrassing. It's a bit <laughs> student radio. <laughs> it's a bit demon FM. I feel like we should have a Christmas whip round. <laughs> why have you, why hasn't she got headphones? Well, I don't know. I would ask her, but she can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a sad state. But anyway, that, that's, let us not fret okay. about that. <laughs> Nice to see Steve came in there. It is nice to see you, Steve. Yeah. Thank you. It's nice to be back. Merry Christmas. Sound terrible. Compliments of the season. I am slightly husky. And in my head, I thought it was going to sound like Barry White, and it sounds like (laughs) Tiny Tim. Can I tell you what it sounds like? You sound like you organise raves in Ibiza. Phone parties. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a ten on the door. Yeah, plus twenty. I'm going to have to take your word for it. I've never spoken to anyone who organises raves in Ibiza. Really? Never think it to look at you. No, exactly. Oh dear! So what a week, what a week I've had. Have you? Well, I'll tell you why you've had a week because you're in the Doctor Who video game. Well, they that just sent yes, you through th- that Doctor is Who exciting. Legacy. I've just seen for the first time my character from the Doctor Who Legacy video game. Courtesy and, of Rich Galtree, thank you. For and they made me look about twenty-two, which is which is lovely. It's, it's a really nice cartoon. It is. It sort of looks like you were you're kind of in classic era Roy the Rovers. Yes, exactly. Well, that's what that's what I am in my head. <laughs> But yeah, that's brilliant. I, it doesn't get any better than this. You know what I like about it is they've managed to pick up on your kindly face. Thank you for that, Emily. <laughs> it is. I think my face is deceptively kindly. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like race unknown, origin unknown. <laughs> really, element of mystery. I think that's just a lack of homework. <laughs> but uh, yes, I've changed it. I've written a Birmingham there. <laughs> should we put it? Should we put it on the uh, on our um, thingy? On our social thingy? What they call it? Social media pages. That's right. Yeah, let's put it on that so people can have a look if they're because you know it's, it's often a little uh, unsettling when people talk about pictures on the radio. I know. I, I know. find yeah. it's important. It's Doctor Who legacy and not Doctor Legacy, <laughs> which is just a picture of Doctor Leg from EastEnders. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be a great uh, a great title for his website. <laughs> I think he's no longer <laughs> with us, is he? Um, I believe I his name was Leonard Fenton. <laughs> yeah, well, brilliant. I may be wrong, but if I'm right, That's I'll be impressive. so happy. That's impressive. That's wonderful. I think it's worth Please that. Please tell me I'm right, It's worth that. A, a shot, that. Anyway, yeah, but um, that's why he's... I, th- I think he passed away. I'm sad to hear that. Very fine Beckett. One foot in the grave, they could have called his website. He was. <laughs> he was, was. What was he? Very fine Beckett actor. Was he really? Yes, he was, yeah. There you go. Well, I'll go to our house. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I'm already being handed a piece of paper. I've, I don't feel we've done a first link. I feel like <laughs> I've just cleared my throat. <laughs> Nevertheless, let us move on with music. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a tweet in, and it's about you, and it was about last night. 
And you were on fire last night in Cambridge, according yes. to Simon Humphrey. That's the last chip pan I ever used. <laughs> <laughs> They're not safe. I um, thought maybe you'd been intimate. No, well, I was in Cambridge. That's very nice, actually. I was in um, Cambridge. It didn't start well, the gig, I must say. Oh, good. Tell me about that bit, when it didn't start well, because yes. I prefer that bit. Yeah, exactly. People, <laughs> people don't hear about the good bits. I, um, Which venue were you in? I was at the, the uh, Corn Exchange ah, in Cambridge. I'm, yeah, I'm, at, I'm there tonight, weirdly. Oh, are you? <laughs> well, um, here's a joke you can try tonight, if you like. <laughs> no, he's watching something. If you look in the brochure... <laughs> Um, the brochure of the Cambridge uh, Corn Exchange, uh, the avant-garde um, musician Philip Glass played there in November. Oh. Um, you know Philip Glass? Mm, of course. And so he, um, he he did a gig there, and I went on, and I, I said, oh, I see Philip Glass was here in November. I said, um, apparently... I lied because he sold out, but I lied and I said apparently only sold 50% of his tickets, but the management here couldn't decide whether the Philip Glass gig was half empty or half full. Oh, no, I get, nice, I get that. Nice. Yeah, it got nothing. <laughs> I didn't get much this morning. It didn't get much here. It got, it got less last night. <laughs> at least Steve was polite last night. They just looked at me like, what, what's that about? And it was one of those jokes. I, I was so excited when I thought of it, I couldn't wait to get out there and do it. Nothing. Quite specialist <laughs> material, though. What, half empty, half full glass? You don't even need to know Philip Glass is, do I? I've helped you with that. Oh. Anyone who laughed at home, can you text in, please? <laughs> Maybe we could become personal friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What else is happening in... Um, We've had a, a lovely tweet from uh, from Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. How do you know it's not that Matt Smith? I've, I've clicked on his profile to make sure. Oh. I, I love uh, the desperation in your voice. <laughs> when you said, How do you know it's not Matt Smith? Uh, uh, and he says, please can you mention possibly your youngest ever reader, Esme Rose, born the 9th of December 2014 at 2.52am, listening with her big brother Charlie. That is a proper readout from a radio show. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's it's because I'm a recent dad, but that's really... I feel at last I have arrived (laughs) in radio. (laughs) Thank goodness. Can I I point out to this reader that um, December the 9th was the 27th anniversary of my first ever stand-up gig. Was it? It's a a fabulous birthday to share. What about that? Well, I've got a tweet I'd like to share, Mm. and it's extraordinary. Because it is from... Ray Quinn. Are you familiar with Ray uh, Quinn? Well, Ray Quinn of the X Factor and, uh, Ray, d- Ray and of course Dancing on, dancing, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> dancing on Ice. I don't know if he's a, one of the Quins of Ireland, but no, I don't maybe know. he is. He says, thanks for the mention, bud. He calls you bud. Bud. Quinn. I, I didn't know anyone used that phrase anymore. <laughs> Quinn How does. lovely. Good old Quinno. How do you know Quinn? Well, I mentioned him on... Um, and it's always lovely being mentioned. I think you'll agree. <laughs> oh, yeah. I looked at Steve, then he looked blankly at me. <laughs> um, it, I was on This Morning... Um, lovely. ..this week with um, Philip Schofield. And um, on this occasion, it was... Uh, I've got something in my ear. What are you doing? Sorry, I've got something in my ear. I thought I I think I've called something from Daisy. I think both of us were bracing ourselves for a pun of some description. Okay. I I thought you were going to say Holden a second. Oh, sorry. something like that. Oh, yes, anyway, Amanda Holden was on anyway. And they asked me about um, signing body parts. Um, Not that are connected to people. 
Does the serial killer oh, sign know. body parts? <laughs> I like when a lady says, will you sign my yeah, exactly my sort of thing. So a woman said to me, would you sign my... Um, I, what I said is I shared a stomach with um, Ray Quinn. I think they thought that we were conjoined twins. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was a woman said to me, um, would you sign my stomach? And I thought, well, that's quite... You know, it's a nice thing to say to someone. It's quite a big moment. She lifted up her uh, jumper and there was someone who had already signed it. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I thought no. this bloke's an opportunist because he had um, he'd I've just waved, waved to Mike Reed. That's oh, that's I my life. Um, uh, not the one from EastEnders because that would have been uh, I could only do that through a medium. <laughs> Mike Reed just bowed at us. Oh, I'm just saying. Yeah. We are reaching a lot of deceased EastEnders <laughs> cast members today. No, deceased EastEnders. Deceased. Deceased EastEnders. Yes, that's what it. That's what it Can is. Can I say I was right about Leonard Fenton as well? I've just had some news in. Congratulations. That's yeah. very very good name check. Thank you. So anyway, um, the other the other signature was very low down. It was nearer the, near the. Um, Near the elastication. <laughs> and Who I was thought, that, David I thought, oh. I thought this is an opportunist who thought I'll get as close to the to the uh, to the uh, business end as I can. And, Absolutely and it, disgusting. And it was right. It was describe things. It was Ray Quinn. And of course, oh. I realised he could. That was him on tiptoes. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, I told. I'm quite shocked at Quinino. Yeah. Why? But well, I think he. I think he was doing his best. It's good you shared a stomach with Ray Quinn. It's better than sharing a stomach with Armin Mivers. Yes, <laughs> but uh, it wouldn't it be even better to have been a conjoined twin? Or a conjoined Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> it would have. Imagine the pictures. Would have looked like a vent act. <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from eight on Absolute Radio. There's a lot of defence of your Philip Glass gag. Which Thank I think you. you'll be very These happy about. These are my people. <laughs> Funny you'd been there last night. Dan Skipsey has tweeted us, I laughed at the Philip Glass joke. See? In fact, I'm having that. I thought it was smashing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nicky and Barnes, I totally laughed about the Glass gag. It startled the cat, her laughter. <laughs> there you go. And Nugget, who is one of my regulars. Yeah. Let's call him one of our regulars. Yes, let's call him that. It sounds less sordid. Okay. <laughs> Uh, dear Frank, Divine Miss M and Stevepedia, the Philip Glass gag would have been a triumph in Oxford. Ignorant tabs, hashtag varsity rivalry. Oh. Anti-Cambridge feeling going on there. Yeah, he must be a, a dark blue. Yeah. Mm. Nugget, who'd have thought that? So, um, just for him, roll, roll, roll <laughs> the boat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbish. Um, uh, yeah, so that was my, uh, I'll tell you what happened as I was leaving this morning mm. um, a researcher person came up to me and said excuse me do you recognise this woman and showed me a picture <gasps> on the internet where well, you can imagine I was startled <laughs> <laughs> I was um, I was thinking of places I could hide out <laughs> the 90s were a busy time yeah and then she can said can I just say you've always got a safe house at mine thank you I appreciate <laughs> that and I will um, I will quote you on that can I get can you put that on a small um, piece of tape for me Daisy <laughs> Daisy <laughs> Let's get her some headphones. <laughs> Just looking at me like a fool. Just holding a trumpet to her ear. Yeah, so, um... What's she doing this morning? She's just with a fan who's turned up. She's not actually doing anything without those headphones. So she showed me this, um, this picture, and, um, she said, do you recognise this woman? And I said, <gasps> no. Oh. And she said, oh, she's just emailed in claiming that um, it was her stomach that you and Ray Quinn, <laughs> um, signed. 
And I said, well, look, it might have been. It was, you know, it was about seven years ago that Not it happened. Not the first time you've said that. Uh, yeah. And I said, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It might, I, I mean, I remember her being blonde, but, you know, the memory plays tricks. I said, I didn't really look, you know, I was looking mainly at her stomach. And this woman said to me, oh, I would, it's probably someone just jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought... <laughs> I don't know that it's a bandwagon, <laughs> exactly. But when I uh, when I got the bod text from Quino, I thought, well, maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe it's a sort of. A, it's my... Ray Quinn, Frank Skinner, stomach signing bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's going to be like that um, ice ice cube challenge, or whatever it was called. <laughs> You must need well, Daisy did say this morning, didn't she? Daisy jumped on the bandwagon, rather. She did. She said, Twitter's gone crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do Photoshop, I would get um, a, a picture of a wagon, one of those... Um, <laughs> I don't know what a bandwagon actually is. I, I'd get a covered wagon and maybe I'd put the uh, Jules Holland Rhythm and Blues Orchestra <laughs> in it. And then I'd have me and Ray Quinn sitting at the... Uh, holding the reins. <laughs> I suppose he should be in the shape of a stomach. Oh, it's getting more to it. I'm going to forget it. <laughs> it's gone too far. So Kerry Katona was on as well. I haven't seen How her for ages. How is she these days? Because I haven't seen her for a while. I think what she said something to me that no one said to me. She went, hello, stranger. Oh, did I she? I love that and gave me a big hug. Oh, that's nice. She's very nice, actually. She's, yeah, she seems nice. She was. We were talking about the because uh, she's um, she's on tour with Kitten again. You know, Atomic Kitten. Oh yeah, I've just never heard them referred to as Kitten. <laughs> yeah, well, like Zeppelin. I think that's what she called <laughs> yeah. them, and I, ju I just joined. No in. one calls I, them Kitten. I, you know what Frank. I did? I, jo I jumped on the Kitten bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> you really did. Twitter's gone crazy. <laughs> but a strange thing. Do you remember when I did that um, that Doctor Who DVD launch recently? No, because you never talk about it. No, I, 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 I haven't mentioned it for about two hours. <laughs> when I interviewed like the, the main uh, stars of Series Eight. And when we, when I arrived at the um, the hotel, it was that place that place that you like Ham Yard, is it? Called? Oh yeah, I love a Ham Yard. I arrived there, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's a sausage. It's a, it's a measurement of sausages when you're buying. If there's any, if there's any butchers or providors <laughs> maybe listening. And uh, I said I saw a room with a lot of people, you know, in it. And I said, "Is that the Doctor Who?" And this person said, "No, no, no, no. That's the um, that's the S Club Seven launch." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought the t Doctor Who people have taken this time travel thing way <laughs> too far, and it was. They were actually um, they what were they launching. They were they were launching S Club. They were relaunching <laughs> S Club Seven when I arrived. <laughs> this is like two weeks ago. So I haven't had anything what, since. <laughs> but apparently they are relaunching. What I wish had happened, you'd have got in the back of the photo, and people just thought, as part of the relaunch, you were part of S Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably, I could, I could claim that yeah. I, it, that I was one of the S Club yeah. juniors. Yeah, wow, Paul's, Paul Catamol's looking good. I was an S Club junior. I mean, I was thirty-five. Nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, S-Club. Um, S-Club, I think. Um, S-Club 8, I think you'll, you'll find they're called is now. That, is that what they're called now? No, you're in it now. Oh, yeah, were they ever called S-Club? <laughs> <laughs> I think S-Club, one imagines, is the sound a, a dead bear makes when it hits a damp forest path. Yeah. I mean, one imagines there's been a heart attack or something. It's got a sudden, sudden thing. Yeah, I'm glad we've gone into imagine this that, level of detail. Imagine that, S-Club. 
<laughs> I imagine it being the sort of the sound of like the bills that would land on former S Club Seven band members' doorsteps. Just the sound of post bills. Oh yes, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, they're back now. Oh, that's good news. Yeah, they've relaunched, but I haven't, I haven't heard anything of them since. It's like because um, they did the children. Bit they, Titanic. Yeah, I they saw did. them on the uh, what's the bear with the band? Yeah, children in need. Oh, yeah. Follow the bear. <laughs> that, that was that. Yeah, children <laughs> in Hofmeister. I like that. That's that a nice exchange. What's the bear with the bandage? <laughs> children in need. <laughs> You know what I mean. Is it a bandage? It's more of a bandana. What is it, an eye patch? I think thing. it's a bandana. That's what I'm calling it. Anyway, they were on that. They were the bandage. They did that. You're right. And I also, I did, um, because I'm selling my wares, I'm doing that, you know, come and buy my DVD, please, thing on um, on, on TV show. Oh, so you're doing all the rounds of the yeah, TV Yeah, so I, I did Christmas Kitchen as well. Did you? Have you done Titch Marsh? I, I don't think he's on at the moment. Oh, OK. I think he's... Um, I think he lies fallow during the winter. How <laughs> um, was Christmas Kitchen? Well, I've, that's my first ever cookery show. Um, I've, I've got another one tomorrow morning. <laughs> but I have. Uh, it was my first ever one. I love it. And um, I, I don't cook, as you know, so... Uh, you say that. You did cook for me once. What did I cook? Well, Kath um, was late back from the hairdressers... And you cooked me lamb chops. Very 70s anecdote, this. Oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you did. Did you know they were lovely? Did I give you a glass of milk <laughs> as well? <laughs> were they lovely? Well, I'm good. Oh, you see, I think. You see, whenever I go to David Baddiel's, he, he often does me a lamb chop or, or a bit of chicken, and he, he's an, he likes them to bleed somewhat, and I can't cope with that. And I like to cook them up a bit. I like it so it's a bit crispy. Oh, don't get me started on his goat curry. Anyway, so um, it was actually I, I started. I found myself using them as a bit of a resource. I was three three cooks. Um, um, the broth was not so good, <laughs> um, but I, um, I I I at one point I sort of stopped the show to say, "Look, I, I, can I just ask you guys? Um, oh, we have quite I'm a sick. An, you stop the show. We have an ongoing <laughs> debate in our house whether you should eat the the skin on fish." Should I? <laughs> and uh, it caused a bit of consternation. There was a bit Did of it? a world depends on the. F- and this guy, the guy who was sitting next to me. Um, the, who are the, the, the characters show? on that show? You'll know with Castevia. Well, don't ask me the. Uh, Is the it different. Greg Wallace? No, Martin. Um, Jarvis. Ma- no. <laughs> Martin. <laughs> James Martin. Is it? James Martin. Is oh on. yeah. The, the, oh, the, I know him. The Formula One expert. Yeah. And then uh, you've put me on the spot now because I was with them. I know I don't know any of their names. Oh, I, feel, I know James Martin, but I didn't know the names of the other two. Okay. I'll be completely honest. But no, I've dropped me in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to have to resign from radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Skinner, Dean, and Cochrane together in the Frank Skinner Show. Um, we were just talking about um, being on the cookery show. Yes. Uh, apparently, if it's smoked fish, don't eat the skin. Is that right? Mm. It's my advice. Until there's a terrible moment when they cook, they, well, I say they cook, they prepared venison tartare, mm. which um, many years ago, when I first started to make it, I was taken to a posh restaurant by my manager, and I ordered steak tartare well done. <laughs> Oh, um, that's be, so I, th- cute. There'll be readers now at home saying, "What, what, what, <laughs> what is that?" And that's the position I was in. And not only did the waiter laugh—I mean, heartily—but 
people on adjoining tables left as well. It's, what is it? It's raw steak, you see, and I didn't know yeah, that. that story's so heartbreaking. It's like some Jude the Obscure thing. I know. It's, it was, uh, I imagine our, our management would have that waiter arrested for laughing. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't that... I wasn't that big at the time. He would have been tartar if he did it now. It would have been tartar to his job. Hey, no. been killed actually. No, um, so uh, so they did. Uh, at one point, they were preparing venison tartar, and one of them had got a reindeer jumper on. I thought it was just wrong. <laughs> but um, I tell you what, I really enjoyed doing the show. Having sort did of you? been a bit unsure yeah. about yeah. Did you shows. get to make any food yourself? No, I ate. A lot, you were just though. eating. And In fact, I bought two platefuls home with cling film on. You did not. I did. That's so embarrassing. I know. I bought home the dock and also the uh, omelette you know Arnold like Bennett. Do you like cookery show, Steve? <laughs> Free food. Yeah. I did, I've always wondered what happened. I always presumed they might let the camera crew loose on the food. Well, I think they do normally, but I, um, I said, oh, my, my mother-in-law love a bit of this. Fantastic. So, um, yeah. And uh, I said the omelette was Arnold Bennett, it's called, because Arnold Bennett, the writer, used to stay at the Savoy, and that's what yeah. he always used to have. Nothing. And Arnold Bennett features quite heavily in my life, because one of my heavy, one of my favourite films ever is an Alec Guinness black-and-white movie called The Card. And in it, the music is a man whistling. And whenever I'm feeling jaunty or trying to enforce jauntiness on myself, like if I'm walking down, like when I walked in this morning in the dark through the West End, <laughs> I'm, I often go... <laughs> which is the theme tune to the, the film The Card, written by Arnold Benny. It's a small world. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know, they say, yeah. I wouldn't want to paint it. Do you know what? You the know only thing I sorry, Steve. I was going to say good, was the right thing to say. Um, <laughs> that whistling—it sounds like a crime was about to be committed in the 1950s. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a it's a film from about yeah. that period. Yeah. So there you yes, go. it has got, but it's got it's, it's got a sort of British jauntiness about it, which I don't think we have yeah, anymore. Yeah. You know, you're doing something right. If, that was if a, a part food. of political broadcast on behalf of UK. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. You're doing something right. If if a food, if a meal is named after you, yes, that's mm. both wonderful and an indicator you're a very predictable diner. Like, if you, is there a meal you always you have would the have? same thing? Yeah, they know him that well. Um, well, I did have, of course, Frank roast Skinner crisps. I think they were called. <laughs> But uh, it wasn't the same thing at all. Right. I'd worry that if, if if it was like they go, oh, do us an Arnold Bennett, it might mean that they secretly hate him, and it's an instruction to the wait to the cooking staff to to, to gob in the food or something. This is a Savoy we're talking about, Steve. You're, you're facing quite heavy legal action. <laughs> <laughs> what well, about when a cocktail was named after me in a gay club once? Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> It was, only briefly. What was it called? I can't remember. The club <laughs> might be just as well. as well, I bet it could have been crude. <laughs> I can sort of remember, I think it might have been, so let's leave it. OK, mm. yes. You don't, um, you don't know what was in it? No. Um, <laughs> does one ever. <laughs> I, uh, I tell you what I did think, though, that I think chat is a lot... Fr I once had an idea, maybe I've told this before, about a um, possibly doing a, a snooker chat show in which all the guests play snooker. Because if you're doing something else, you talk a bit more freely yeah, yeah. than if you're just concentrating on talking, yeah. I think. Well, Richard Herring does a podcast where he plays himself at snooker. So, it, he, so it's him versus himself. And um, 
Yeah, the I listened to is, it once. The trouble is with the Richard Herring podcast is I can't, I can never quite decide whether to listen to the whole thing, including the skin. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, I was in um, Radio 2 as well in my um, Please Buy My DVD trails. And um, Steve Bruce was doing a live session there. He had, and, and I walked in. It was, you know, it was a bit of a hobob. And I noticed there was people waiting outside excitedly, none of which even oh. asked me for an autograph. <laughs> Just, on, you know, as an opportunist thing. And um, take that. jumping on the bandwagon. Take that were in there. Oh, they weren't. Yeah. Is it, how many are there now? Three, then? just the three. Oh, it's a shame. Yeah, they arrived on, on one of those goodies bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> is that is the little one still in it? Um, is the little one the, Mark, the, ta- the tax one and the lisp one? No, I think they're all the tax ones. Oh, are they? <laughs> yeah, I think they are. I think this, the three remainders were all... Uh, Tax ones. Well, this what worried me a bit because I have mentioned the tax thing and a few other things about take that on the show. Whenever you meet people mm. you might have done a joke about, you always think, oh god, it's going to be a bit awkward. And um, how was it? So Mark Owen um, waved to me and then he came over and gave me a massive hug. Oh, it was very sweet. And um, Daisy put her hand on her chest. She clasped. Yeah. It. Do you know afterwards <laughs> I realised I'd. I'd lost my wallet with £70 <laughs> and credit cards in it. No, no, it was... Um, it was interesting because, you know, what one does... Um, you know, I'm not... I'm not I, can't, I can't call myself a Take That fan. No. I remember once saying to Daisy, she was very excited about seeing them, and I said I wouldn't go and see them if they were playing in my kitchen. <laughs> and she looked a bit hurt. <laughs> Thank God she can't hear this. <laughs> And, uh, That's a look you see often in your life, a bit hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but when they give you a big hog, you think, you know, the truth is, of course, that we're all different and everybody likes different stuff. Oh, yeah. I see. When the celebrities come up and talk to you, you suddenly change your opinion. That, that, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's only Mark Owen. I'm not sure if he's... Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I didn't push it with the other ones. spot for the little one. Yeah. He's the best looking of the remaining three, would you say? He just seems the kindest. Yes. So anyway, um, he, uh, I remember me and David Baddiel once having what turned into quite an unpleasant row about whether Bob Dylan or David Bowie had had the biggest influence on popular music. It really <laughs> got a bit out of what hand. What happened? Well, he was... I mean, I, it, it's not about who was best, because I don't think you can argue that, but you can argue who had the most influence. Clearly it was Bob Dylan. Um, <laughs> uh, he's not I'm here, so... <laughs> I'm going to go Badil. I'm Team Badil on really? this one. I'm afraid. Yeah. Really? <laughs> biggest influence? No, I. Um, I think it, that's like saying what had the biggest influence: the invention of the wheel or the invention of the hobcap. No, if you're talking, what had the biggest <laughs> influence on Jewish grandma hairstyles? Bob Dylan. <laughs> is an outrage. <laughs> uh, it is Bob Dylan though. Oh, yes, don't just suck up to him. It's not, it's, it, but it's purely just by being around a little bit earlier. As yeah, much as and David, if you're listening, we're right. Yeah. Look, I love David Bowie, but he wouldn't have happened without Bob Dylan, that's all I'm oh, saying. I love David Baddiel. I love David Baddiel as well. He wouldn't have happened without Bob Dylan either. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Al- oh. Oh, dear. It's Steve all right. Hall. Sorry. 
Um, you can text us on 81215, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the show through the Absolute Radio website. Now, someone has texted the show on 81215 uh, to point out uh, a rather wonderful error that we collectively made as a team. There's uh, no way to refer to me. <laughs> I've been doing rather well in this game. <laughs> Uh, uh, one eight one and not has a te- has texted anonymously. I used uh, to live at one eight one. Actually, that was my house ah. number. We were That's discussing nice, how darling. how you'd appeared on uh, on Radio Two. <laughs> yes, uh, and he's pointed out that the DJ is Ken Bruce, not Steve Bruce. <laughs> yes, I made a mistake. Only one person. Only spotted one person it, has responded back to that person. I, and six yes. six seven says, "Love how you joined two veteran Radio Two DJs together." To give an overweight Geordie football manager a session would take that. Oh, yes, see, two people. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. If, um, yes, Ken Bruce, of course. I wish Steve Bruce did have a radio. <laughs> Imagine him saying, I know one of your favourite bands. <laughs> um, 816 also wants to know, did Frank debut his golden leather Christmas hat on the cookery programme? It would have been a nice festive nod to his friends in the S&M community. I'm assuming 816, you're one of them. So I, Merry um, Christmas to you and your kind. I, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I didn't, but, you know, there's, there's Sunday brunch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> They've asked me to take my um, ukulele. They won't, they won't be watching they that. They'll do. be busy. They'll have their hands full. I said to the, the researcher, I, don't, I won't bring it. It's going to be used as a utensil. <laughs> and... Uh, it's a silence. <laughs> oh, I'll watch that tomorrow, Frank. I think, I think maybe that was their plan. <laughs> Talking of watching things. Yes. My favourite thing I've seen this week is a thing I'm hoping you've seen. Mm. Did you see Elton John? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Fall off the, uh, <laughs> the chair. I did see that, yes. Little legs in the air like a beetle. There. Now, because yes. now, ordinarily, if what someone if was to say to you... he got back up? <laughs> he'd, lay like, <laughs> yeah. he'd lay like a tortoise. Well, he was in a shell suit. What? It's possible. Oh, he was going uh, leisure wear, wasn't he? He loves the Chelsea. He loves yeah. the tracksuit. Ordinarily, if someone was to say to you, would you like to see a 67-year-old man fall off a chair, it would sound horrific. But well, once you on. know that that 67-year-old man <laughs> is Elton John... Yes, it's fine, isn't it? It becomes you know he'll almost be all right. mandatory. Yes. It was a proper fall... I mean, um, may I quote uh, Danny Dyer? Geezer's proper lost it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a fall like yeah. it because he re- he held out, he reached out to the yeah. two chairs he next used, to him. He used, yeah. that's the, and that's the instinct they they check babies' reflexes. Oh, they, really? they do that. They put they, well, they a, push them off chairs. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, put them in a, put them in a wig. Okay, but it's up there with the classic falls. If it, the the truly great falls, if we include say Neil Kinnock at the beach or Bobby oh, yeah. Davro, if you've seen that clip. No, I don't think Oh, I've the Bobby Davro. Oh, you're in for a treat. The Bobby Davro. There's a Bobby Davro clip, and it's a health and safety video from the BBC where they put him in stocks, and it's got Lionel Blair. It's an outtake from, a, from some awful variety show. Lionel Blair's there, and Bobby Davro's in these stocks, and they've not been weighted properly, and they just it falls forward. <laughs> oh, no. And Bobby Davro oh, no. smashes his Bobby Davro face. Oh, no, that's and, awful. And, and you hear Keith Chegwin go, Oh, Bobby! <laughs> 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 I like the sound Do of that. You know what I like is that you heard the woman who was some sort of, you know, Euro trash woman who was the commentator <laughs> and she went, oh! And Elton <laughs> fell over and then she said again, oh! <laughs> I liked her reaction. No, it was, yeah, he did, he reached out and took another couple of uh, deck chairs down with yeah. him. Oh, mm. poor Elton. i tell you what I did notice about it is yes. that Elton, it, I was looking at his feet sticking in the air <laughs> there wasn't feet. a blemish on the soles of his shoes. Oh, they're a box fresh guy. 
But yeah, I, what it reminds because I was once at his villa in Nice, and I don't know if you know this about Elton John, but he often walks around on his hands with his legs in the air <laughs> to strengthen his fingers for um, piano playing. I was just sitting in there. I, I was reading the paper. I just saw these two feet go past the side of the table. <laughs> it was Elton on his way to the out, to the outside lavatory. <laughs> It's a weird thing. I love the idea that there's an outside lavatory. There is an outside lavatory. I mean, it's 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 made of gold. <laughs> Nevertheless, absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're just discussing Sir Elton John, who mm. fell this week. So, when's the last time? Have you? Have you are you fallers? Have you had any significant falls? I haven't fell for a long time, I must admit. I, um, in fact, the last time I fell, I think it was such a... You know, it, it gets to a point where it's, it is a major incident. If you fall, if I fell now, it, it could be fatal. <laughs> so it's true. It's not like when you're a... You know, when I was a drinking man, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was a regular thing and it was fine. But um, the last time I remember it was I was... Um, I was on the south bank of the Thames and I stepped back to a step that wasn't there and fell over. And I did actually get a call that week with someone saying, I heard you fell over, are you all right? And that's when you, that's when you know you're getting on. Yeah, yeah. I, fell, I fell down my stairs on my way to see my therapist. Mm. And I was wearing tights at the time. They were too slippy. Oh, uh, was it wooden stairs? Have yeah. you got stairs? Wooden you stairs. see, you can't have a stocking foot on wooden <laughs> stairs. How many times have, have you been told that and ignored oh, it? I was in a rush and I went flying. Oh, dear. I can imagine the... When, when you went, there would have been a... Yeah. Where you lost your foot in. Oh. And then I, I found myself at the bottom of the stairs and I cried. Oh. I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. Was, how were the tides laddered? <clears throat> Oh, laddered? They were Damien Gray, they were in a terrible mess. <laughs> I must say, I love a laddered tight. Yeah. 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 Oh, fantastic. It's, <laughs> it's always a tricky thing, uh, uh, the difference between a fall and a trip. I, I trip quite a lot. Mm. But, but um, so, so Michael Gove, have you seen a clip of Michael Gove tripping on the way? And it, it, it's a trip that turns into a really satisfying fall. Do you as basically he's Google people falling over? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I he haven't seen Michael Gove. Yeah, it's, he's walking on his way to 10 Downing Street and he stacks it in quite a satisfying... It's more satisfying because of the person it is. There's a similar one, a set blatter. Oh, set, yes. Set blatter having a... Just oh, I think I've seen one. that. I yeah, but this I've... is yet another one that he's seen. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what kind of a person enjoys watching people fall over? <laughs> I, um, I was once on a train with Michael Gove and he had one of the biggest behinds I've ever seen on a man. So I don't think he'd do any harm if he... If he fell over, it'd be like a hovercraft coming in. <laughs> That's an exclusive for this show. Michael Glove has got junk yeah, in his trunk. Th- you wouldn't think to look at him. He's Kardashian. Yeah, he's very. He's, he's like. I think he might have been. I think he was actually born a centaur. <laughs> and um, some of the horse was removed, but they left her behind. Michael, Michael Gove can twerk it with the best. I'd rather fall, honestly, than do. You know the thing when you think you're going to fall and you recover. <laughs> I hate that. What about when I was filming? You may as well have the fall and the sympathy. It's awful. It's so humiliating. When I was filming with Peter Purvis. Stop name dropping. And he, um, he started, he tripped 
and he did the, the best trying to stay upright before falling. <laughs> he ran, I bet you he ran 80 yards at a 60 degree angle. It was really incredible. His face was like yeah. three feet but from the ground and he, he just kept, yeah. and we all willed him yeah. to, to say, but no, he went down in the he, end. Well, he's been through the shame of the Blue Peter Elephant. Is that, was, it, was he on that? I, th- oh, I, think, that's, I think that's him. That's Noakes, isn't it? I thought it, I thought Purvis was on the team. I thought it was Singleton. Why are you Noakes talking who... about them like the US presidents, <laughs> Noakes and Purvis? Oh, sorry, <laughs> Frank. What about when Ian Lavender fell? Oh, oh yes. Well, we'll have to come back to that. That was a, that was a personal thing. Peter Purvis, I should say, was a Doctor Who companion, so let's not be disrespectful. (laughs) (laughs) The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. I noticed in the the report that in the paper, it said that Tim Henman... It was a competition, I think, between England and America, was it? I I know McEnroe was there and Martina Hingis. Oh, I love Martina Hingis. She's very up your straws, huh? She is, yeah. But she, um... She always has to go the extra notch on the ponytail. I've never seen anyone take her hair back quite as tight as oh, Martina really? Hingis. Can't close her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> really? But you know what that is? Instant facelift. Yeah, now, well, the Croydon facelift. Is it I'm the Croydon saying, facelift? Is that, is that what they call it? I believe it? so. Can't believe Martina Hingis needs that. I don't believe she does. But if you see women of a certain age with a ponytail, you'll know why. Yes. We'll but do it. A, although she did look quite old when she was in uh, Hingis and Brackett. Mm. Yeah. If you remember that double act, when, when she when she hasn't played tennis for a while, do you reckon she's rusty Hingis? Rust? No. Yeah, I think that's I, all right. No, I'm I all right over- with it, Steve. Don't apologise. I thought I'd overreach myself. I like it. <laughs> I'm but not. I don't. But it said uh, <laughs> it said in the paper, Tim Henman rolled back the years with a clinching victory. I thought, well, <laughs> what years did he roll back to? Some years that didn't happen. <laughs> That we thought might happen one back day, his, but never back did. To when he was fourteen, yeah. <laughs> don't get don't get that graphically. I don't like it. it sounds, sounds flemmy, <laughs> flemmy from overhead. Oh, you're on. Yeah, I, I've got I guess the coffee has gone to me. Uh, my pan head. And there was, know, go on. Was no, no, no. You say. I was going to say there was another um, sports incident this week. Did you see um, the basketball player who touched Kate Middleton? Oh, Indeed. he hugged her. Can't do Controversial. That. I think LeBron we, LeBron James. Don't you find though is that when you have your photo took with someone, you instinctively go for the arm around the shoulder. You can't do that with Royals, Frank. I wouldn't even do it with you. I mean, there are certain <laughs> people you don't put the arm around. I think with the Royals, I think it's like chimney sweeps. It's lucky, isn't it, to touch a member of the royal family? <laughs> I've touched a few members of the royal family. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I've touched um, Prince Charles. Mm. I mean, it was hand shape, but like, we were touching. Um, How many du- have you touched? Duke of Edinburgh. Two. Qu- the, no, two. not the Queen. When I met the Queen, I was touching cloth. <laughs> she wore um, she wore gloves. <laughs> I know, but you know, you did not have to say cloth. So I, and you I, full know that. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I um, yeah. So I didn't actually, although I met the Queen and we shook hands. I ne- I haven't actually touched the Queen, yeah. which is a pity. Yeah. I wish I'd have I brought touched the, the Queen, art. and I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a, a less popular song. Wouldn't it? <laughs> I touched the Queen and I liked it. Big song in the box, all powdery, tonight. but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frank, I love that song. Frank, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.
Oh, yeah, so this LeBron character. Yes. Who is, I have to admit, I know nothing about basketball, so I hadn't heard of no. him, but he's, ma- he's a massive star, isn't he? Oh, He's huge. I was aware of him when he when he went to the Miami Heat. It was a very big deal because it was like a. How did he get on in the Miami Heat? <laughs> he did, did, he, did he did he get through to the final? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they asked an etiquette expert about this. Yes, I like because the Daily Mail referred to it as the moment sweaty basketball star breached protocol. I like the <laughs> moment when. Well, it, it, this is one of the fascinating things about the way that ordinarily the most lurid of, of newspapers that would you know focus on visible panty lines and, and you know baby bumps and post-pregnancy bodies and all that, and suddenly they turn into just William. Yes, I know. Eyebrows were raised. Yes, and also protocol is only ever breached. Isn't it? It's never yeah, broken. Yeah. Or, oh, it's always breached. Yeah, trampled. Yes, um, well, you're not supposed to touch the royals. I think that is true. Yeah, he said the etiquette expert from, uh, employed by the Daily Mail said Americans are too touchy feely. You'd have thought they'd have learnt by now. From what? Well, exactly. Mm. <laughs> well, because Michelle Obama did it to the Queen, didn't she? <laughs> she touched the Queen and yeah, she liked the, it. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I wish she'd brought that out as a charity <laughs> single. <laughs> You wonder, you what about if she said, I touched the Queen and she liked it? <laughs> <laughs> Cle- clearly she loved it. No and one's touched the song her for years. Frank. Oh, I love that song. You I mean, how that. often has she touched the Queen? <laughs> it's none of your business. No, but with the gloves, it means she has not virtually no contact yeah, with yeah. the world at all. Do you know what? She's I like a snooker referee. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start wearing gloves. When people shake my hands, I feel sick. I know, that's the trouble. We've been I frightened. I don't want your hands. We've been frightened now, you see, by all the talk of the avians and yeah. uh, and all that, the swines. So, um, if someone shakes my hand now, I sort of carry it like a parcel until I can yeah. get to a sink. I wouldn't hold your hand. And I've known you for that a long time. That was the original working title for the Beatles song. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't. You and wouldn't hold my hand. Well, it'd be odd if I did. I wouldn't hold your hand. You didn't say that. You didn't say that when you had your slippy shoes on on the way to uh, brunch once. Oh, yeah, I did hold it. your hand. Oh, it took me back like taking that, you know. It's all right, officer, I'll see she gets home, OK? It's one of those. <laughs> it must be, it must be a lonely job being an etiquette expert. Because that—that's surely that can't. The, the phone cannot ring very often. You for wouldn't that man. think so. My my dad always insisted that one should pronounce it antiquity. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely insisted on that. What about when I met Arnold Schwarzenegger and he? Uh, <laughs> I love that story. And I haven't me, even heard it. He offered me a low five, and I'd never seen a low five. So I, I leaned right over and did and, and did a sideways handshake. <laughs> It was, oh dear, it was so, he was sort of, oh, what, uh, he, he could tell. Oh, How that was awful. How did you find Schwarzenegger up close? Because I've met Arnold Schwarzenegger, have you met him, Steve? I, I've not, unsurprisingly. No matter. And, um... <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's short. not, he is short. Yes, I mean, he's I very, thought, he's very broad. He's, he's, he has, he has a, he has he a sort a of... He wears a Cuban heel. Yeah, but he's he's very very wide and very short. He's got a sort of SpongeBob. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, he's, and he's orange. The but, he's, of him. but he said to me, um, "It's uh, warm in here." And uh, and this person appeared out of nowhere with a <laughs> tissue and mopped his brow, and he didn't even acknowledge it or look around like it was absolutely wow. the norm. Oh, I'd love it if that was my life. But having said that, it I'm going to try that, Frank. It's warm in here. <laughs> Nothing. You're right. <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> so take off all your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 
I shouldn't have done that bit on it. That was just nice. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I was very excited to meet Arnie, if I'm going to be honest. Saw I'd been cynical, but I was, you know, thinking, Terminator. <laughs> yes, yeah, so... Um, but it's very, very embarrassing, the low fives. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been worse. I could have put a 50 pence piece in it. <laughs> Skinner, Dean, and Cochran. Together, the Frank Skinner Show. We've uh, had a number of uh, listeners, readers, uh, contact us with uh, telling us about their own falls. Oh, yes, we were talking about the last time we fell over in, as, as a tribute to Sir Elton John, who fell over this week. Mm. Publicly, Jenny, Jenny Sparks has tweeted to say that her cat tripped her over on the stairs and she broke her foot. Oh, that's uh, so uh, not that light-hearted, yeah. Jenny. <laughs> Do you know Jenny Sparks? No, but thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she sparked as she fell down the. No, mm. no. Uh, she had chain mail on, <laughs> and it was uh, no. Carry on. Well, can I just talk about me briefly? Yeah, sure. I say briefly. That's a lie talk about myself for quite a bit i need to talk to you frank because we haven't discussed i came away from your house with an unexpected item in the bagging area let's put it like that way what do you mean i went to your house recently yeah and this could, I, i'm slightly on tenterhooks here this i had so dinner here. with kath this is a contagious illness <laughs> and your sister and brother-in-law and mar mason was there oh yeah and buzz i wasn't there no. No, OK. I drank your wine, though. That's And I ate right. your food. Um, You're always I... welcome at my table. Thank you. We had a very nice evening. I left. I got in a cab to go home. As I was sitting in the cab, I felt something so painful poking into my backside. I'm going to call it my backside. <laughs> OK. I was in agony. I yelped. The cab driver actually turned around. He was worried about me. I said, what on earth is this? I pulled it out. It was a skeleton. Well, was... you pulled out your own skeleton. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's when those people take the shirts off for people without, when they don't take their jackets off. <laughs> Brilliant. Buzz had um, been loitering a bit yeah. around me. I think he dropped it down my trousers. What as a, as a joke? I don't. I don't know if it was a That's joke. A smart boy. <laughs> It was agony. I thought it was an animal at first. How big? Was it life-size? <laughs> well, no. I thought at first, is this some hint that you need to lose weight? Is that what you do? You just put the skeleton down the back of it the trousers? It sounds like a voodoo threat <laughs> yeah. to me. It was, it was so painful. He did nail a cockerel to the, uh, to the kitchen door. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, skeleton in the pants was a bit strange. But, so, um, just I FYI... Think, I'll tell you what I think. Was it, was it about, like, six inches in length? Yes, I it think, was. Yes, I think it was part of his Halloween oh. thing, so he's probably just he's probably just clearing the decks ready for Christmas. OK. <laughs> well, just if you want FYI, if you're missing a skeleton, I have it. OK, thank you. Can um, I ask you, uh, if, if I'm missing a skeleton, I'm feeling a bit floppy. Yeah. <laughs> One of our skeletons is missing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I, um... It's, was this just a West Midlands thing? But I didn't realise till I was about 30 that the word was skeleton. What, you thought it was skellington or something? Everyone called it skellington. Oh, Everyone no. I knew. Did they? And I knew a guy who had a sort of a pet name. He used to call it a, a skelly gog. <laughs> <laughs> He'd say, yeah, there's a big skelly gog in the window. <laughs> But um, Skellington, everybody called it Skellington. And everyone talked about ch chimbleys as well. What's that? Smoke, smoke coming out of chimbleys. It would make it quite a lot cuter 
if, they, if, they, if, they, if it was like a really serious news story, like, you know, they found in the garden up to seven skeletons. It it's, it's a lot harder to take a serial it, killer seriously. It yes. would make it cuter if there were five, not 45-year-old men in Birmingham. Well, it'd be good uh, that because they could call the serial killer Duke Skellington. <laughs> <laughs> that could be his nickname. <laughs> Oh, Frank, what about when I went to Gary Lineker's birthday party? Oh, hold that right there. We'll play some, <laughs> play some music. Gary Lineker's that. birthday party sounds fantastic. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, Gary Lineker. Oh, you don't want to hear about that. Come on, tell us about it. Yeah. Oh, you do, really. Were there crisps? No, if, you, if you're going to start making references like that, forget it. You're out of here. Oh, um, never seen her get so indignant. I'll tell you what it was. We had a lovely, oh, it was a lovely dinner, steak dinner, slap up meal. We were treated to. Was there a Christmas ca- uh, birthday cake and all that in uh, the shape of a golden boot? Or no. Something? Yeah. Oh. How old no. is he? Fifty-four, something like that. Uh, He's not that old. Oh, I think he might be. I think no. he might be. Yeah, he looks good though. I sat next to Brighty. Oh, uh, Mark Bright. Mark Bright, yes. Who, um, we bonded over Absolute Radio, of course. Because he, I think he stood in for Righty, didn't he? Brighty and Righty. Yeah. Oh, take me back to dear old <laughs> Brighty. <laughs> yeah. You know what I've noticed about footballers? Was Vicky Blight on that show as well? <laughs> <laughs> Brighty, Righty and Blighty. You know what I've noticed about footballers? They age well. In fact, they were in, the 90, weren't they in 99. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they don't all age well. Oh, well, these two had. Yeah. Um, I sat with Steve Parrish, chairman of Crystal Palace Football Club, who it turns out is a massive Frank Skinner fan. Is he? Yes. He read your autobiography. I mentioned one of the racier passages. He said, I don't remember that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really well, sorry, Frank. You think he skimmed? No, I think he did read it. Okay. But I think there was a, there's a, you know, the, there's a particularly racy passage in your book one. Well, let's not even think oh, about it. Of course it. we're not going to think about it. Um, it makes you feel sick to the stomach. But um, I just hope it didn't put, put him off you. But he, he's a big fan of yours, yeah. Is that? Well, who'd have thought that? Steve Parrish. That's great. Mm. I met the Lineker boys. Charming. Like One Direction. Absolutely charming. The <laughs> sons. Um, who but they? Gary George, did something. I know George, because George is big on the tweets. Oh, is he? Okay. He's a, he's a um, prolific tweeter. Is he? Something I noticed, which was rather brilliant, when Gary went to the loo... We were all seated, and obviously being a charming, immaculately mannered man, he didn't want to get up and disrupt everyone. He just did it and then dragged himself <laughs> along the carpet. Fine! Sorry. He got <laughs> up, and what he did was... I can't believe he did that. <clears throat> what he's done is... Uh, there was he's a, looked up. There was a railing behind <laughs> us. He's seen the railing. He's looked up, yeah, he's seen the railing. He's looked up. It's a railing behind you. Where were you, you know, eating? Like in a police a brass station. Rail. You know, like a brass rail <laughs> okay. in a posh restaurant. You didn't have the velvet ropes around you. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was it? Had he cordoned off a bit of an all but one? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, instead of getting up, he leapt over the rail in one move. It was so poetic. Wow. Men were gasping. Even Steve Parrish gasped. I'd like to see that, I must admit. Like yeah. avoiding a slide tackle. It was <laughs> unbelievable. I gasped when I saw it. Oh, <gasps> That's I said, brilliant. Look at Gary. Everyone was used to Without it. Without a run-up, he Mark just Wright went straight barely over. raised an eyebrow. No run-up. He was seated. And then he just launched what, himself. What, he went from seated yes. over a what? <laughs> yes. He levitated. He like did. a greying superhero. He launched himself over in one balletic move. God, I tell you, the advantage of those big ears. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. 
This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall is in the chair today. Text us on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Now, I was talking about something, um, I can't remember what it was. Gary Lineker leapt. Oh yes, a, uh, he leapt over the railing in, in one move. This reminds me of, there used to be a, a footballer, um, Duncan McKenzie, do you remember him? I do. And uh, he played for uh, Leeds, uh, did Everton. Everton. Yeah, yeah, did you? And he had a thing that he could jump over a mini. This was the old mini. <laughs> he could jump over a mini um, from one side to the yes. other without touching the mini and without a run-up. Yes, my friend Scouse Tony's obsessed by this. He could just crouch and do this in- <laughs> inhuman leap. Also, uh, Ellen Road, where Leeds United play, he could throw a golf ball from one end. Of, you know, f- so stand on the terraces at one end, throw a golf ball, and he would land at the other. Mm. Brilliant um, skills that aren't any good to you at yeah, all. Though yeah. I did think, if he was about to be hit by a car, could he just <laughs> jump over it? That would be brilliant, oh, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I wanted to know also, it's hard to buy Carolina a present, isn't it? What do you buy him? He's got everything. Yeah. So I thought I'd buy him a nice little shirt that he can wear on match of the day. One of those slightly too tight ones he wears. Oh, Straining lovely. at the bottom. They're not straining at the bottom. They're all straining at the bottom. You're so bitter. <laughs> no, I love Gary Lineker. Um, he's my hero. It's because he's ripped. He can't help it. Well, um, the shirts are on the brink. <laughs> anything that would remove his goatee. I, I went for um, a lovely powder blue shirt. But the problem is, the posh place I bought it from, you know, all these Italian men, yes, I give you the present. Who are you assign it to? <laughs> they do a cal- calligraphy, they do the name, and they seal it all and wrap it nicely. What do you mean the name? On the well, shirt? Well, they write the name to me. <laughs> no, not on the shirt, but on the present, on the wrapping. Oh, okay. There's a lovely sort of tissue, and then they write it in calligraphy. Oh. Um, unfortunately, and they, if it was you, they'd probably say Mr. Francis Skinner or something. Yeah. They spelled Gary Lineker wrong. Because they don't know who he is, do they? Italians that work in their clothes shop. Do you think of Italians, yeah. football enthusiasts? Yeah. How did they spell uh, it? Yeah. I wouldn't describe these men as football <laughs> enthusiasts, Frank. No, okay. <laughs> how bad? That is not how I would describe did them. Did they have very how clean yeah. soles on their trainers? <laughs> yeah. How badly did they spell it wrong? As long as they not, as long as it's not Robbie Savage on it. No, <laughs> yeah. no, exactly. Um, no, Gary reassured me. Said, "Don't worry, Emma. It always happens." Um, but how was it misspelled? They spelt it line at acre, so with an A oh, instead of an E. Oh, I see. It's a bit embarrassing. But he was the charming falls. about it. I, I think you should get you should get the money back for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But weren't you a bit offended when he swapped the shirt with someone else's shirt <laughs> at the end? <laughs> Said sorry about what I've left on that. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've been discussing people falling over in the light of Elton John's calamitous accident. Yes. Uh, Hayley uh, has texted the show to say, a friend of mine once got both his feet in in one of those white bands that they put around newspapers. They are lethal. They are dangerous. Lethal. She says he ran past (laughs) WH Smith's and up the high street. Lethal bizzle, I call them. (laughs) (laughs) He ran up the high street head first before finally falling. Daisy's still laughing at you referencing Lethal Mizzle. <laughs> she loves it when I go up. <laughs> she does. It's one of her favourite things. <laughs> <laughs> at least she heard it. I'm, I'm impressed by that. I was. Um, I used to do, have a, a, a job um, um, distributing uh, free arts newspapers in the West Midlands, 
And uh, I used to fall over those things, whatever they're called, probably 20 times a day. They're oh, like, you would never, if you were so. thinking of a sort of a trap, a man trap, you'd never think of anything that simple yeah, would work. Yeah. But they work brilliantly. They probably don't, we, we probably need a name for them. They probably don't have a specific name. Skinners. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what about Jenny Sparks? My cat tripped me on the stairs. I broke my foot. <laughs> oh, I'd hate the cat after that, wouldn't you? Didn't we yeah. do this? Yeah. Oh, no, we did do that. We I'm did so do that. I'm sorry. One, yeah. <laughs> but, that's how, but that's how much sympathy we have for Jenny Sparks. That, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe she's fallen again. Yeah. <laughs> the other ankle's gone. Poor she's, Jenny Sparks. She's I'm having really flashbacks. I'm sorry, but I just wasn't listening when you said that. Where the, where there's, I get that quite a lot. I'm I should really have think the state of Jenny Sparks is skelly gog <laughs> <laughs> with two broken ankles. Oh, I had a text about a skelly gog as well. Okay. But we might have done it before, Steve said. No, no, I think you're all right. Kareem Faith. No, go says, on. Nice uh, name. <laughs> yeah. A friend once couldn't bring to mind the word skeleton and referred to it as, you know, one of those bony mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's that. Fantastic. I love it as well. Um, I to think we've all got a bony mannequin yeah. within us. Yeah. Steve, could you just run through which ones have we done? Because I can't remember. I, I'm sure we, we haven't done Cam in Bristol. <laughs> oh, so, okay. so Can gonna, you do that? I'll read okay, Cam in fine. Bristol. Cam in Bristol, he says, he once fell through a garden table covered in bacon butties and champagne at his <laughs> wow. outdoor graduation. It silenced the surrounding crowd and was met with disappointed scowls and an overwhelming sense of, you've not just ruined our night, but also our university education. <laughs> there was oh, nowhere God. to hide. And all, I, all he could say to the crowd was, the butties are still okay. <laughs> Bacon, butties and champagne Sounds a bit Bollingdon Club, doesn't it? Oh, it does <laughs> Oh dear, that's a bad fall You don't want to go through anything, ideally, when you fall Yeah, no. that's, yeah I okay. feel sorry for them and, we have, and there's one other we haven't done uh, just to, just I to can't do... read any now because I'm too nervous that they go on. Uh, Loz has said, uh, years ago, uh, her friend and I went home from work for lunch. When it was time to go back, friend, uh, a friend went out the door and fell down his mum's front step and just kept rolling into the rockery. <laughs> oh, they great. Were watching like in Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he does that, if he slips on the ice, if he rolls over about 12 <laughs> times holding his face. <laughs> Old habits. Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. I tell you where we haven't been for ages. We're in email corner. It really sounds like the Mary Whitehouse experience thing. She, I've said, I've, oh, I've said that does? before, but it really reminds Don't me. Don't tell of that. David Bedil that. I'll be trying no, to get money I'm off us. <laughs> We have heard from Gemma, uh, who says, Good morning to the fantastic Frank, the exquisite Emily and the cocky cockerel. Unfortunately, it's the horrible hall instead of the cocky cockerel. (laughs) I'm going to call it the supercilious Steve. Nice. The suggestible Steve. What can we call him that's pleasant that begins with S, Frank? Come on. Uh, Stolid. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Uh, she says, I'm an expat and a long-time reader. Listening to the podcast is one of my favourite ways of staying up to date with current events Does that mean home. she used to be called Pat? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be brilliant if you changed your name from Pat and told everyone you're an expat? <laughs> it'd be worth, if you're called Pat, it'd be worth changing your name from Pat just for that guy. Carry on. I love that you're the only person in the world that thinks that. Maybe well, when Pam St. <laughs> Clement left EastEnders. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, she's an expat. Oh, yes. fantastic. Oh, well done, Also, I, I used to be cow manure once. <laughs> <laughs> no, carry on, I, did, I didn't. I made that up just for the joke. <laughs> Pathetic. 
Uh, Gemma continues, so imagine my surprise and excitement when, whilst playing a thrilling game of Taboo, a charade-type board game, the next <laughs> card to be drawn. <laughs> That's what tab- I've never heard of Taboo. Oh, I think it's a bit your friends in the S&M community. Oh, is it? It's oh. called Taboo, isn't it? Well, it's quite what, what, go, what in this go, game, what game is called are you playing? That? It's Taboo. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never... I'll check it out. And she said that while playing the game, the next card to be drawn and described to her team said, Frank Skinner. Oh, you're in a board game, Oh, I love that. You know, I used to work in a factory and now I'm in a charades-type board game. (laughs) (laughs) That, I have arrived. You know, we're talking about you now when you've arrived. I've arrived. Yeah. And she said, using the phrase, she used the phrase, he's from Birmingham and I listened to his podcast. Oh, I would have gone carrot. And her husband (laughs) immediately guessed correctly who she was describing and they continued to win the game victoriously. So it's one of those, it's the one when there's a name on the card and you have to communicate. It's called Many Things. You used to call it yeah. the hat game when yeah, we played yeah, yeah. it in comedy direct. But Richard and Judy uh, Articulate as well. I know, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, is that the same thing? Yeah, oh, okay. I believe so. Yeah. That, that's, it's a nice... Um, yeah. From Birmingham and you listen to the pod. She listens to the, It's a good thing Kevin Rowland doesn't have a podcast. <laughs> Why? Oh, yes, it'd be, it'd be another one, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're quite right. It's um, that thing about being in... People occasionally say to me, I, I bet if someone had told you I, when you was um, working in a factory, if someone had told you it was going to be uh, I, in a song song at Wembley, uh, what would you have said? Yeah. And I always say, I'd have said, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's going to tell yeah, you yeah. If someone told you that, you'd say, well, well get off being weird. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Song? Shut up. Yeah. Get off me. Do you consider yourself from Birmingham or from West Bromwich, though? I consider myself <laughs> well in. <laughs> I, I consider do as well. myself one of the family. Fam. I'm doing the Cockney. Now, the Doppler effect, the Cockney stuff. <laughs> I consider myself one of the family. That's very Robbie Williams' father. Thank you. Like Club Vibrato. No one's ever said that to me before, and I'm quite moved. <laughs> Still an email corner. Yes. And uh, this missive, I'm so scared I'm going to read the same thing out again. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. It's Relax. from Leslie. We haven't done Leslie, have we? We've not. Okay. Not for a long time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> re things being kept in the fridge. Well, you say re, but this is some weeks ago. Yes, we were up. talking about whether or not ketchup should go in the fridge or whether it can just go in the cupboard, whether mm. it just keeps forever. Mm. So, Leslie says, glass bottles of ketchup should be kept in the fridge... I work in a restaurant and we have had a recent spate of exploding sauce bottles. I love a spate. You love a spate. <laughs> Often only burglaries, but now explode. <laughs> and can you remember in which instance I used it? Um, what did you have a spate With a man of? who'd stopped calling me. I said, due to the recent spate of cancellations. Ah, uh, yes. I enjoyed that Am also. I to assume you're in a witness protection programme? <laughs> um, um, so anyway. they were exploding sauce bottles. If the sauce gets warm, pressure builds up in the bottle... When an unwitting diner opens one of these suspect bottles, the ketchup explodes quite dramatically out of the bottle. I've God, never it's funny. Heard of that. That says Leslie. I didn't even know you could still get glass sauce yeah, bottles. Yeah. I thought they'd, they'd gone. I'm imagining a restaurant that looks like a Sam Peckinpah film. Yeah. Mm. Well, I we used to, um, when I was a, a child, we had the um, the ketchups and the salt and vinegar were in a little on a little mat in the centre of the table, and they never, ever left that spot. 
really? They were there always. The condi- yeah. It was the condiments area. Yeah, they were always there. And there was quite, there was like a, a, a collar that grew around the sauce bottles of <laughs> sauce, of heavy coagulated <laughs> sauce. It made them look like Elizabeth I. <laughs> and I reckon that, that, if you'd have sat and ate that collar, it would have been a meal in itself. Mm. <laughs> have you never um, had an exploding bottle then? Well, I once, um, me and a friend once were trying to um, fast-track freeze a bottle of cider. Oh, this is a lovely anecdote. And we put it in the, we put it in the freezer and we thought, give it, like, half an hour and it'll, it'll be cold, you know, cool, cold. Uh, but the freezer was a bit more powerful than we thought and, we, and it, it exploded. We heard the bang. And it was quite a dangerous business, sucking the ice through, you know, with broken glass. Um, <laughs> Fragments, but yeah. So don't do that if you're listening at home. Wo- woodpecker. Um, it might. I, th- I think it might have been old English. Oh, lovely. Which is a little bit stronger than woodpecker. <laughs> uh, for anyone insisting for tips this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Skinner, Dean, and Cochran together. The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. Now uh, we need to discuss. The topical news story of the week. Nigel Mills MP caught playing Candy Crush <laughs> in the House of Commons. Mm. Disgraceful. He didn't know he, he said he was only playing played a game or two and then it was showed that he was playing for two and a half hours. In fairness to him, it was a meeting about pensions. <laughs> and now he's going to be investigated by the sergeant to arms, which I think sounds rather yeah. strange. I don't think he is. Yeah, I think he, the person who took oh, the, the person who filmed it. So they're basically taking a who smelt it, dealt it yeah. approach to wrongdoing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because he wasn't. They shouldn't have had been taking pictures. Yeah, yeah. Can I say I think the whole thing is a setup? Do you? Yeah, I think. For what? Candy my, Crush promotion. Now, my theory is that this is the Conservative Party saying we're actually quite like you, Coop. Right. Oh. Yeah, you know, really? uh, we, we're a bit, you know, we're a bit talk sport and a bit because you know the theory is now that people, ideally, if people could have anyone mm. in government, it would be Top Gear. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, That's yeah. who they really want to vote for. But you know, they'll settle for Nigel Farage or Boris or something like that. And I th- David Cameron has said, "Yeah, I, pl- I play computer games as well." I think they're really trying to say we're a bit bloke yeah, and that, yeah. like what you yeah. keep well, D- David Cameron's a fan of Angry Birds. Angry Pheasants, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays a version he plays. Dan- Danny Alexander has gone on the record as saying that he's got to level 230 of Candy Crush. I thought of gingerness. <laughs> I'm on about level 132. Really? Mm. Can I say... Guess I, what? I was... I, I hadn't heard of Candy Crush until I saw this news story yeah. this week. Well, you're it? such good friends with me and you don't know of yeah. it. What about when I was sitting there having breakfast, a radio team brunch... And I was, I was pretending I was doing something important on my phone, and I was t- communicating with you all. And Daisy leaned over and hit the shame when she saw the, the berry fruits and the little wrap sweets. Oh, I was playing it. She said, "What are you doing?" But most people <laughs> savour their moments yeah. with me. But must be odd working in the fashion industry, and you're tantalising yourself by playing <laughs> things with sweeties. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's an odd, it's an odd story. His, his majority at the last election uh, for Nigel Mills was 536. Ooh. So he really mm. can't afford to be. No, but this thing, I bet he thinks this will get me a load of votes because people think, oh, he's, he's, a, he's a good bloke. Well, I tell you <laughs> what, I speak as an expert on this. I once won an award which was called Bloke of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> I know the pose you were doing when you got the acceptance. Yes, well. of course. Um, 
Mm. I wouldn't have minded. I, I, I think he should go the whole hog and just play like Street Fighter 2. I think he should play Doctor Who Legacy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I would have probably voted for him myself. I'd have moved <laughs> to his constituency. Can I tell you what Which bears Which is Gallifrey out? East. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at the picture of Nigel Mills, I think he's eaten a few levels of candy crush. No, that's completely uncalled for. <laughs> Can I tell you what bears out <laughs> I stand your by line of question? Uh, your, your this, this, bear, this is borne out by the fact that when they asked them about it, um, David Cameron, he admits that he likes Angry, angry Birds and he said he wasn't going to admonish him because he's an addict himself. You're absolutely right. Yeah, no, oh, dear. All those parents now who've got the kids who are who ne- they haven't spoken to for about three years because mm. they're playing their Game Boy DS things. Mm. It's the modern equivalent of, you know, the kids who used to be brought up in cupboards <laughs> used to get in the paper. <laughs> no, That's what it is. It's the self-imposed exile. That, it's always the teenage boy on the end of the family, at the airport. Everyone else is talking <laughs> as a kid who's just wrapped up in some game <laughs> machine. So what a lovely influence. For those parents have been saying, stop doing that, and now MPs <laughs> yeah. are doing it. It's the end of the world. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Before we go... Uh, today i wanted to four year ago i I wanted to ask your advice i'm doing probably the scariest gig of my life uh, tomorrow oh uh and uh i wanted to know how you guys cope with scary things taliban corporate (laughs) 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 they're quite vociferous in their heckles i bet they Uh, are uh, I'm, I'm opening tomorrow at the O2 uh, for for russell howard who are you lady gaga (laughs) yeah yeah and uh it's pretty much That's the most. Impressive I, I was fact. worried it would sound like a humble brag, and it's not at all because this is probably. I'm probably walking into the most nailed-on death of my life, right? As, as uh, they won't be expecting a support act, I, and it's going to be. Hang on a second. He's got way smaller muscles than I was expecting. <laughs> I think they'll. I think they'll expect a support act. How long will you do, Steve? Do you um, it's usually when I've done it before. Before from it's between twenty and half an hour. Okay, so that certainly says you're, you're the. Um, you're the palate uh, cleanser. Yeah, I, well, I, I, uh, we did a warm up in Worthing last night, and I described myself as the canary sent down the mine shaft <laughs> to yeah, work out what the crowd was like. I bet they loved you, didn't they? Hey, it was lovely last night, Worthing. Well, then was, why was, should O2 be any different? I don't, it's, it's an odd thing psychologically. Yeah, why should How size? How many seats in that? Si- Sixteen thousand. <gasps> Frank. Yeah. So, uh, and my, my, the note I've written Can I myself say that is a very pre- comics response. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's great. It's a sixteen thousand, but it plays like a thirteen thousand. Oh. It's very intimate. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw um, Julie Andrews there, and her show was. Did you get many I, laughs? I love Julie Andrews, and it was it was outrageous in its badness. Simeon's gift. Di- yeah, didn't bother her in the slightest. <laughs> Consider ye the confidence of Julie Andrews. But Daisy, the producer, is playing Candy Crush. Yeah. If, it's, if it's going badly, I'll just start singing Rainbows on Whiskers and things. <laughs> Rainbows on, on Whiskers? I, I read it, as I went into it, I knew I have no clue what the lyrics are. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be lovely. I'm looking forward to it. My main mental note to myself is pretend that you're in Kasabian. Just walk out. Well, I'd be really scared, but I think you'll be great. And what I can recommend is call Paul McKenna. He'll say, you're amazing, you're marvellous, you can do it. (laughs) But the worry with that would be, what if Paul McKenna went, you're rubbish? I watched this set on YouTube, it's a really average display of what you can do. Why have you let let that clip be on there? (laughs) I I prepare for, if I've got really a big event like that coming up, like, you know, some big TV thing or something, I I prepare with... um, Sleepless nights and headaches. <laughs> I think that's the way to prepare. If you don't have that, then showbiz is so unendingly pleasant. Yeah, yeah. it becomes 
unjust. I mean, it's just yeah. or even yeah. unjust. It's just wrong that it should be... So you've got to take the horrors of anticipation of failure. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it just, it's not fair on the people who work in... The eight people who still work in factories in Great Britain. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. So, so take what it like a man. What a lovely Christmassy note to end things on. <laughs> Happy Christmas, everyone. Yeah. I've taken to looking when at pictures of my daughter. <laughs> no, looking at pictures of my daughter, that's the good, that's the best psychological, because it's a kind of, you have to earn the money, you've got to feed, you've got to uh, keep that fed. I, yes. Well, that's, yeah, that's a lovely way of looking at it, Steve. Mm. And as I've said before, I always think of the man who wrote the one tune, the one show theme. <laughs> but he had the audacity to deliver that. Mm. <laughs> one, da 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 One. That's what confidence <laughs> is all about. <laughs> OK, so um, this is our last um, live show yes. of uh, 2014. Thank you for being with us this year. And um, it's, it's been lovely. There's been awards, podcasts of the year things. Great. And, and we love you and thank you for your endless support and encouragement. I've met so many on tour. Mm. And they are out there, honestly. And... Um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again. This time, ooh, well, what we will have, actually, to be honest, is two greatest hit shows in the slot in the next two weeks, which will be, I suppose, better than the normal shows. <laughs> yeah, they'll be much better. <laughs> I might even much listen better. to those myself. <laughs> that's, that's a possibility. OK, have a fabulous Christmas. Now get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience.